Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Thanks, Abuna. <clears throat> it's good to be with you all. Uh, thanks, Abuna, for the introduction. Uh, Vero and I, my wife is sitting in the front row here, we consider uh, uh, this church a uh, home away from home, so it's great to be with you all again. Uh, so just like uh, Abuna uh, mentioned, we're talking about jealousy. We're in the third talk of the series. Um, so, ba- so when Abuna John asked me to give this talk, uh, I looked at the topic and I was a bit taken aback. I was like, jealousy? What's je- jealousy? And it's not only a talk, but it's a series on a topic. So I don't ever really remember hearing a sermon on jealousy, uh, besides Abuna John's and Mary's, <laughs> of preparing for this talk. Or really ever reading anything on it. So, so it, but it's really something that affects us all. And as I was looking uh, through the preparation materials, I came across a book. It actually says, it actually said, jealousy, the sin no one talks about. So I'm glad we're, we're talking about it today here. So just like Abuna John, I just want to do a quick recap. Uh, just a couple points from each talk, just so we know where we stand. So the recap of talk one, I really loved uh, what Abuna John said. Jealousy is when you love s- something more than someone. So you, you desire an object, a uh, promotion, a uh, house, a car, a relationship even, more than an actual person. And this is something to, to really like search ourselves. Um, why, ask your questions, if you ask your questions, things like, why them, not me? Why do I have it, why they don't? Do I rejoice when an uh, enemy stumbles? Um, and the point to remember is people were created to be loved, things were created to be used. The reason the world is in chaos is because things are being loved and people are being used. This, this funny image of, uh, I mean, whatever it is, I hope you guys can see it on the TV. Uh, so looking at this picture instinctually, you know that it's not necessarily the person, the other person that's jealous is jealous of, right? It's more of, why isn't that me? Why can I be in that type of relationship? Why? Um, it's just a funny illustration. But, but what, what are we seeking, whether it's wealth or even to be productive or efficient? In America, there's this big push. Everything has to be like productive and efficient. It's all about money it's all about the dollar so personally it's about making things about yourself as opposed to being in communion with other people person to person so the recap of talk two as Abuna John mentioned is we vainly chase um, the things that don't satisfy right Uh, there's this quote I don't know if you guys have in Canada I'm American by the way if you couldn't tell by my accent quote unquote Um, not all that glitters is gold Right, you um, you you get something, you pursue a, a goal, an object, and then you get it, you attain it, and then you're like, oh, this is this is normal. This is a personal example. I remember not too long ago, I, w- I was at a job, uh, enjoying myself, minding my own business, and uh, I get a message on LinkedIn. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the social platform. People reach out, recruiters. And this recruiter is like, I'm going to offer you 60% more than what you're making. And I'm like, whoa, that's okay. <laughs> Tell me more. So uh, we got in a conversation. Then now um, think I'm at this other job. Uh, and it's, it's like the same as the other job. 
And, and it, it's almost as if the luster of what I wanted has faded. Um, and then Mary gave the example, I love the example last time of Amnon and Tamar. Uh, he hated when, when he raped his half-sister because he, he said he loved her so exceedingly. Uh, the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he loved her after and he didn't want her anymore. So, so ask yourselves, what are we chasing? So that, that was just a quick recap. And the point to remember is jealousy is wanting something for yourself that God doesn't want for you right now. And, and this is a really important point because we all have different callings, different walks in life. And, and the worst thing we could do is look to God and say, I, I don't want what you want for me. I want what I want for me. So we have to be thankful and faithful in the things that we do have. I, and I, uh, during the crowning ceremony, if you guys are familiar with the Coptic Orthodox Rite of um, Holy Matrimony, I love the part where it says, take unto you your bride, your wife, for the Lord Christ has given her to you. And I love that because God gives, every good gift is from him. It's from his hand. And if we don't have something, it's because we don't want it. He doesn't want it for us right now. We're thankful for everything we have and don't have as we pray in liturgy and kiss both sides of the hand. I'm still trying to understand that. Um, but he has a plan and purpose for each of us, and his timing is perfect. So just a funny uh, thing. We, we, mentioned, we look at Facebook a lot as, um, as a social network where we can connect, but it's also kind of like we discussed previously, a catalyst for jealousy. And I, I just thought it was cool to... Uh, I found this uh, article, and this picture is actually, actually from this article. The Pope Tuadros, our, our Coptic Pope, ta- uh, says that Facebook is a waste of time, age, and life. And I, just, I just like that the phrasing. It's probably translated, but it's really nice. But the fact of the matter is, not everyone who appears happy is happy. So moving on, um, now we get into day- today's topic. Now, t- today's co- topic is, is kind of is kind of hard to think about because taking a look at these questions, right? The second one is kind of hard to answer. Uh, so, so let's take a minute. So I ask you, why do people get jealous of others? What do you guys think? Let's make this interactive. I need some answers here. Why do people get jealous of others? Because if I desire something and they have it, then that creates some jealousy towards them. Because I desire something that they have. Great. Anything else? Because they, they appear happier and they have everything. Because they appear happier, as we discussed. Okay. Self-disdain. Self, Self-disdain. Self because they themselves have some sort of insecurity and they look at you and think you have it all put together so they get jealous of you. Great. That's absolutely. Uh, so you raising your hand? They think that their timing is the right timing, not God's timing. Hmm. So the timing's off. Like we said, I want it now. God maybe want it for you later or not at all, but I want it now. Great. All, uh, awesome answers. Now, how about this second one? Why do, who do you know who is jealous of you? And like, I had to try to think to myself to answer these questions before I put them up here. And I'm like, this, this is a really awkward question, right? Like, if, if I think someone's jealous of me, then, like, how do you interact with that person? If I stand up here and say, oh, this person is jealous of me, then that kind of makes me look really proud and arrogant. So it's a fine line, but, but 
Think, do we have anyone in our life that is jealous of us? Yes. yes. Probably. Probably. <laughs> you, are you willing to name them? No, I'm kidding. Um, but I think the danger is when we don't we think that no one is jealous of us because it mm. tells us that we don't, like, we don't take any pride in ourselves. Absolutely. Which is, means something we feel that we're missing. Sure. So, so they're saying that we have some sort of insecurity. We can't ever think that um, someone's not jealous of us. Or did I get you right? Yeah. That, that no, no one is jealous of us. We, we don't like as if we don't deserve. We don't have anything good in us. Sure. Absolutely. And so, really quick. So, thanks for answering the questions and. Can anyone answer this next question? Does anyone know what this I thing is um, on this PowerPoint slide? Can you guys see it? What is it? What is it? The evil eye. The evil. So I have a funny story about this evil eye. When I was living in Korea for a year with my wife, I go into this Korean apartment. And I walk in, and right smack on the wall there, it's just a big eye looking at me. It's very ornate, has these little dangling jewels. I'm like, Vera, what is this? She's like, oh, you don't know? Apparently in the Arab culture, um, again, I'm American. <laughs> I mean, I was born in Egypt, but I'm very foreign to <laughs> Egypt. Um, the, the evil eye, apparently, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it's some, like I'm scared to tell someone that I have something because they are going to like, have an evil eye and it's going to be taken away. Right? Did I get that kind of right? Okay, so this is kind of the concept we're, we're talking about. Um, there, the, this is not the evil eye, this world. This what? It, it pushes away the evil eye. This pushes away the evil eye. It's not the evil oh, that's good to know. Like this talisman. Oh, who knows? Yeah. So I, I told you, correct me if I'm wrong. But that's. I'm, I'm learning something too, thank you. Um, so there's a story. I was over at a friend's house last week, and he was telling me his dad, like he was scared of the evil eye, so he would drive 10 minutes from his, his house, or from the place where he worked, and walk 10 minutes, because he didn't want people looking, evil-eyeing him, right? He was supposed to wear one of these ornaments around his neck, maybe, to push away the evil eye, right? He didn't want it, uh, he didn't want people to, like, take away the possession from him. So hopefully we can kind of clear up these mis- misconceptions. Uh, so why do people get jealous of others? Like we said, answer, when we have something good, other people resent us. They get jealous. Maybe they have some sort of insecurity and, and we ha- we're strong in this area, so they look at us and they, they want something good that we have. God has given us a gift, whether financially, monetarily, uh, physically, right? Uh, emotionally, intellectually, even spiritually. Like, sometimes I, I look at some of the desert fathers and I'm like, oh, like I, I really want to be like that. And that's different from having them be an example for me to like aspire to be. But when I want, like it's spiritual envy. I, I want that. I want to be someone other than who God created me to be. So all these things, that's why we get jealous of people. We want something good that the other person has that God has given to them. And so, who do we know who's jealous of us? So those of us who said no one, 
I'm about to tell you guys all, we all have someone who is very jealous of us. It's Satan. Thank you, Satan. And why is that? We say in liturgy, death entered into the world through the envy of the devil. I find it interesting, like our, our liturgy has all our theology, right? Why, why don't they say death entered into the world through the pride of the devil? We know the devil was proud. He wanted to ascend to the throne most high. But it says envy. Why is that? Because he's jealous of us. He's jealous of the image of God that we bear. So the good thing that we have that he's jealous of is God has bestowed his image on us. So we all have something. We all have someone jealous of us and we all have to uh, have this in mind. Um, so, and it's usually not personal, right? It's usually, insecurity is usually on the other person's part. Satan can't become like God. But because we have his image and we were made in his likeness, we work with him to become like he is. But Satan can't. Although he, is, has, he had angelic majesty, uh, he, he can't become like God. But we can and, and that's why he's jealous of us. But it's not like he knows us by name. It's not like he knows what we like and don't like. Like he can fight us on a, on a spiritual plane. But he can't, like he's not like God who knows the hairs of our head. The number, he counts our tears and puts, puts them in his, his book, his bottle. Uh, he, he doesn't take care of, like it's, it's not personal. It's just we have something that he wants. So the, the Book of Wisdom says, when God created us, he, made, he did not intend for us to die. He made us like himself. It was the devil's jealousy that brought death into the world. And there's a lot of psalms uh, where the psalmist cries out and he says, Lord, many are, many are those who have increased, who hate me without cause. And he gets really upset. Why, why are all these things happening to me? Why are these people... Uh, maligning me, belittling me, uh, condemning and rebuking me. And, and it's all because as, as we grow towards God, uh, the devil sees us and gets more and more jealous and attacks us. Um, and, and this happens in our everyday life, right? Sometimes people at our workplace, sometimes people around us on the street, anywhere really, they, they see something that we have and they're incited by Satan to, to attack us. But jealousy, like all other trials and temptations, is for our benefit. God makes it a, a good thing for us. So this next slide, their jealousy, our preparation. We're going to talk about some characters in the Bible uh, who, who show us just this fact that I said. The eldest son of Jesse, his name was Eliab, being jealous of his little brother David was part of his preparation. It helped him get ready for what was coming down the road. Jealousy is what eventually made Joseph prime minister of Egypt, and jealousy between Leah and Rachel was no small force in making Jacob the father of 12 sons. So the point is God can use jealousy, other people's jealousy for good, and oftentimes he does. He uses our jealousy for other people and other people's jealousy for us to draw us to our knees to him because the feeling you get, like we talked about it um, these past couple weeks, it's like 
It's like nothing you can describe. It's indescribable. You know, you, you, can't, you can't really put words to how it makes you feel and how it kind of, the anxiety and the anxiousness and the nervousness. Um, but God can use that, even that for our good. And, and even Christ himself, it's, it's almost as if the holier, the holier you are, the more Satan incites against you and attacks you. Christ says in Mark 15, 10, that for they knew the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. Even our salvation was due to someone being jealous of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And actually, uh, St. John Chrysostom believes that the, the Pharisees, they knew that he was the Messiah. They knew Christ was the Messiah. But because of their jealousy, they didn't want to admit it. And so they kept going around the... I mean, he, he raised Lazarus from the dead in front of them and they're were, they were like, uh, okay, what are we going to do? The world's going after this guy. We need to stop it or else our entire country, our entire people will be taken away. So moving on here, uh, David and Eliab. Uh, how many of us know the story of David and Goliath? All of us. How many of us know the story right before when David is on the way to slay Goliath or God ordained? So basically, Dave, before David's about to slay Goliath, he's on the way by his father's order with some, the best snack in the world, in my opinion, bread and cheese, uh, to the captains and to his brothers. His three, oldest, three eldest brothers are in the field, and uh, everyone's like, okay, what are we going to do about this guy, uh, Goliath? So let's, let's pick it. So David, I'll read you a little bit before, and then we'll pick it up together on the PowerPoint. Uh, then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him, You're going to get the king's daughter. You're not going to have to pay taxes. Good stuff's going to happen. So let's pick it up on the slide together here. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Let's stop right there. That's, that's kind of an insult. That's like, like I mean, who, who are you? You're just a shepherd boy. And not only that, you have just a little sheep. Like, you have a few number. Like, you're not, you're not that big of a deal. What, why, what are you doing here? And he, can, he continues, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. So this guy is... We'll see later, but right before, I'll just show you guys the icon. Right, be right before this, Samuel, by the word of the Lord, goes to anoint David king. And he passes over Eliab, the firstborn. Samuel goes up to him and he's like, this, the guy, this is the guy you want, right? And God's like, no, I have rejected him uh, because man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. I refused him. Uh, and so he went, went past all his brothers. So all his brothers at this point were probably jealous of him. But the sting was mainly on the eldest brother because like, he was, in his mind, going to be king, but he was passed up for the anointing. Uh, so let's go back here. And David said, this is, this is a response to jealousy. So let's keep this in mind as, as we continue to talk. David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? 
Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered as the first ones did. So, so how did he respond to his brother? Did he say, oh, you're jealous? That probably wouldn't have turned out really well. Maybe a couple of us have done that in our lives and things have escalated and, and kind of blown up. That's not what you want to do here. You don't want to poke the person and say, oh, you're just jealous of me. Um, I was anointed king. You weren't. I get it. I'm your younger brother. That's, that's probably not a good idea. But let's just keep that in mind. So he kind of ignores, he, he kind of just glosses over the fact that Eliab is, is jealous here. Now let's move on to Leah and Rachel. I'm sure we all know the story uh, in Genesis that is actually kind of sad. It's pretty sad. In uh, the matrimony ceremony, again, I, I remember when they're reading about the patriarchs, they say Abraham and Sarah. Right? Isaac, Rebecca. And then a lot of times they don't know what to say when they get to the last one. They say Leah and uh, Jacob and they usually say Jacob and Rachel. Sometimes they say Jacob and his marriage because they don't want to mention they had two wives that were sisters. Sometimes they say uh, Jacob and Rachel and Leah. But it, it's really funny. Next time you go to a, a marriage a ceremony, check that out and see what they say. But so Leah and Rachel. Leah had weak eyes. Rachel was very beautiful of form and appearance. Leah was unwanted and unloved. Rachel was loved by her husband Jacob. And Leah had, had many sons that were born to her. But these two sisters, actually in Levitical law, it said, um, I think I have it here, that you shall not take a woman as rival to her sister to uncover her nakedness while, she, while the other is alive. So you're, you're actually not supposed to, I mean, this was before the law, um, but maybe because of this reason, because the sisters are always going to be jealous. It's just natural uh, for, for two sisters to be married to the same man. It's not a, it's not a pleasant Thanksgiving meal altogether around the table. Um, so Leah envied her sister Rachel. What does it say? But she said to her, Is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? That's, she's saying, because um, mandrakes, I think, in the, the olden times were known to help fertility. Uh, I read something like that. But basically she's saying, You've taken away my husband. And Rachel's like, when she saw that she bore uh, Jacob no children, she said, Give me children or else I die. So the other sister always wanted what the other sister had. How, how though, could this situation have been made right? What do you guys think? Huh? He should have married one of them. It's actually because of Laban and his uncle tricked him, of course. He, he, he wanted Rachel and that's what led to this predicament that they're in. But, but how could this jealousy have been